0: back to speaking from experience episode number four here and i am excited i've got a uh, two great guests in studio with me here today recording i have jeff toy and perez both from roast war championship stand-up comedian so guys man welcome to the podcast hey man thanks for having me on man thanks
1: a lot thanks a lot for having me
0: and, and i'm gonna jump in right here with you guys before we even kind of start talking but i i've got to be honest i know you you both probably listened to my episode with, with Wrigler, and you two were two of my favorites that came out of roast war championship four. And, um, Jeff, I don't know if you heard, but I did have to say my wife didn't get you, man. We argued all weekend about you because my wife said, you know, I just don't get it. I don't think he's that funny, man. I thought you, you were killer, man. I was, I was the whole character with you with the three by five note cards and, Kind of stumbling over yourself, man. It killed for me. I thought it was hilarious. And then, Perez, you are that guy. And I said with the regular, you're the guy in the neighborhood or in your school that you always think, all right, man, I, I'm going to hit him with this, and it, it's going to kill him. And you just like brush it off your shoulder like nothing ever happened. You're like, oh yeah, well, and. And you kill back, man. Yeah. It was so, you know, shout out to both of you, man. I thought you both killed the other night.
1: Awesome, man. Thank you. I appreciate that, man. I heard the episode. I, I enjoyed it and appreciated it. So that's cool.
2: Yeah, man. That's cool, too, because I lost my round. So that's cool that you <laughs> like me, man.
0: I did. And, and, and like I said, the cool thing for me is, you know, and, and, and for those that that haven't gone out to a Roast War Championship, get out because you get to see so many local comedians. And, and like I was saying, I've, I've searched, you know, you guys' Instagram pages and looked at, you know, some of the videos you guys have out and things like that. And you get to learn more about, you know, local comedians. And I think so often people just think about comedy. They think about the big names, Man, you can go to local shows and get some great comedy every week. Absolutely. You,
1: you could absolutely do that. I didn't even know it was that uh, prevalent, I guess. Um, I have only been doing comedy f- for five months. So I didn't think that it was that prevalent in so many different cities. And I, I'm sure Indy isn't unique. There's plenty of cities to do the same thing, man. So you're absolutely
0: right. And I think it's pretty amazing. Both of you guys are under a year. So let's kind of jump in there where I know you're five months. Jeff, you told me before the show, seven to eight months you've been doing this. Why? Why do you jump into comedy?
2: uh, Well, man, I I think it was something that was always in the back of my head as as far as like trying out. And uh, about like a year, almost two years ago, I tried it out just to, you know, just to step on stage, get a feel for it. And I probably just did it a handful of times, and I feel like I had like real no direction going on. So uh, whenever the you know a year passed, and I went back into it, and not really like kind of you know developed more of like a uh, an idea of what I'm what I want to you know talk about on stage. Uh, I don't know, man. I think if I think if you know pointing out some topics that are just like goofy in theory, you know, what I mean just to have people go out and just have a good time. Uh, is that is that about right? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you think's think. right, brother. <laughs> right. But no, that's
0: perfect, man. I, I and I, so go ahead, Perez. I want to come back. No, no, that's okay.
1: So I've actually wanted to do it for a long time. Like going back to high school, uh, I want I want to act. I've uh, when I was in high school, I did a few little local commercials. So I did a lot of that kind of thing. Um, but stand up comedy is one of the things I wanted to do, and honestly, I was just scared to. I, just the fear of getting on stage and failing in front of people was my was my fear uh so i just turned 40 in august so around june start saying to yourself what the hell are you waiting on <laughs> worst that could happen is you don't do it you don't, you're not successful but you got to get on stage and
0: try it and i i enjoyed it man so here here i am and you know and i think that's and i've i'm one of those guys that i i've acted a little bit before and some plays and things and obviously do this and and as a high school principal i'm pretty used to being up in front of people and and those kind of things and i've always said i want to try it but it is it's terrifying in a whole different way and i think part of it is when you talk to any successful comedian they tell you right up front you're going to be awful you're going to fail and bomb and when you hear that it's kind of like i i'm not gonna i I, you gotta be ready to grind through it
1: yeah i saw um D.L. Hewley at Helium in May um, and it was one of those tickets where you could meet him afterwards so me and my buddies shook his hand, got a picture and I was like hey, uh, you might have asked you a question? He's like yeah, shoot. I said uh, have you ever bombed on stage? I, I don't know nothing about it. He's like are you, what? Like if you don't bomb, you're not trying are you kidding me? And I was like really? I just didn't know it was that I knew nothing about the profession so I didn't know it was that common and he was like I never remember a good or a bad set I just go to the next one. Yeah,
2: so. I, I think some of it, though, is like how how do you like, you know, like going to an open mic and I guess like bombing in front of a room that's potentially just all comedians is a different type of bombing if you were like on a showcase or like, you know, like a guest spot or something at like a show because what may not work at the open mic, you're just kind of getting out and repeating before like the show may kind of hit differently sure. with an audience. And-, yeah.
0: and that was something I asked regular too, and I'll throw it to both of you guys as well. Is it... <laughs> more nerve-wracking to be in front of that room of comedians at an open mic or is it more nerve-wracking when it's a it's a, a paid audience or or at least an audience that that is not full of comedians
1: uh, for me personally it's the it's the people that aren't the comedians because in the open mic like you said they get it they know you're up there working on material or it's harder quote-unquote to make a comedian laugh but when you're in front of the people who are there to laugh uh, it gets a little more uh, nerve wracking and makes me a little more nervous because go make me laugh as opposed to the comedians. They're all there doing the same thing.
2: Well, I think it's like some of it is like uh, outside like pressure. You know I mean? I would feel good about a show, you know, leading up. I'm like, man, I'm just going to have fun. You know, audience members don't know if you're like new or if you're just, you know, oh, if you've been doing it forever, if if you show like confidence or whatever, they'll just kind of go with it. But I have people, that like, they're like, oh, man, are you nervous? You know, are you worried about this and this? I'm like, well, not, not until you, like, made a comment <laughs> now about Now I am. It. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> now I am. But, you know, having this, like, pressure and then maybe going to a show and there's, like, really no crowd, you know, it's like, man, I had all that build up throughout the whole day being worried, and now, like, six people show yeah, up. But yeah. it's like, if you're setting it in your head, like, you know, if even if you pause, like, during laugh parts and no one laughs, you're still practicing that timing yep. and, yep. you know.
0: I and I, I think that's a great point, too, for for young comedians starting out Is even that, you know, pausing for that laugh, even if you don't get it right there. Because, again, as you work that timing, if you try to speed it up because you get nervous, you're never going to work that thing out to where it's right in the future.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, man. I, I think also using um, your abilities like I use a lot of facial expressions when I do my comedy, so I kind of use that to get my paws proper and. So timing is a big thing. Yeah, you're right. And your body language, yeah. Perez. <laughs> man, that,
0: that's what I said. The, the arms crossed, kind of sitting back, like, you know, and really both of your body languages. Because, Jeff, you look like, the, and that's where I think I found you so funny with your body language. You look like a guy who walked in, had no clue what he was there for that just <laughs> ended up in the cage. And was like, all right, I'm going to make fun of this yeah. guy. I loved it. And then Perez was like, just rock solid you, yeah. you can't shake me you can't i mean and and shout out to calvin man oh, i i love calvin no no, um, he,
1: he has some good ones but i couldn't let it show no that's know? what the, yeah. the
0: no response yeah. just killed yeah. and uh so yeah so both of you i think using that body language and things is huge when you when you start working out jokes and and a set and both of you obviously you're you're new so you're working that initial set still how long until you start feeling comfortable with something?
1: Um, so, you know, five months in, I'm still super new uh, rookie. Um, there's a few that I've done um, that I've repeated a few times. They have gotten consistent laughs. So I, I can't necessarily say a good length of time because I don't think I'm comfortable with everything. Like I have a few different three to five minute sets. But if somebody said, hey, can you come do 12 minutes? I'm not totally sure I could put all three or two or five or six or seven of those little sets together so i just i guess i have no answer really yet i don't know
2: yeah that's a good point man because i feel like uh i use like the open mics back in louisville it's like uh you know they, they at the comedy club in louisville it's a, uh, caravan comedy club they uh they have open mics on wednesdays so sometimes it's a little time out you know to get to that point so I'll try to do open mics just getting it out see what kind of, you know, kind of works a little bit and then kind of have that go in mind of doing the comedy club in front of an audience just to see how it works out. But, you know, I feel like I just now got to the point where I can do a tight 5 without my notes on stage cuz I used to just always bring notes and look over it. So I just got to the point where I'm like I got a solid 5, I feel like and uh no less no more. <laughs>
0: And, you know, I said this with regular, too, and this is what I love about comedy is I don't think there's any other entertainment sector like this to where, you know, actors don't go back. You know, Brad Pitt's not going back and doing community theater to, you know, brush up on what he does. LeBron James doesn't head down to the local community gym and play ball to get better comedians mm. have to go back yeah. and grind like yeah. you you know you hear from Chris Rock and you know these guys that are coming back Seinfeld and these major major stand-ups that they go do open mics oh, to yeah. work their material and get back to being at that level and I don't know there's anywhere else that you see that yeah. the way you do in comedy it
1: is pretty unique I remember I think uh, Eddie Murphy I think is working on a, a stand-up like an hour stand-up but he has to do some smaller venues he has said it himself to kind of work it out to it together
2: and before I was doing it I would hear that kind of thing be kind of surprised I'm I'm interested to see how Eddie Murphy does in the modern climate type thing you know I mean is he going to be like Disney Eddie Murphy like yeah I don't think he'll be delirious
1: raw and I don't think he'll be Shrek either I think he'll be somewhere in the middle (laughs) a little sensitive world we're in right now
0: which I do have to say I heard this the other day I was telling my wife I was listening to Arnold Schwarzenegger on um, Howard Stern, and he said they're rewriting or writing a sequel to the movie Twins with Danny DeVito, and they're going to find out they had a third brother, and it's Eddie Murphy. So the triplets are going to be Schwarzenegger, Eddie Murphy, and Danny DeVito. Are you serious? Which i don't know how you guys feel about the movie twins but to me that sounds like gold right off the top you oh, put eddie I, murphy in that mix if twins is on i'm
1: watching it yeah, I, I, I love it man for some reason that's just one of that's one of those movies man when he it.
0: said he'd make it a sequel i'm like gosh why would you do that that's not good and then he said we're gonna find out we had a third brother it's eddie murphy and i about <laughs> i about fell out of my seat right there when's it coming <laughs> yeah sign me up because yeah. uh that would be awesome turbo man too that's ah. what i'm waiting for
2: yeah sinbad Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yep. No, I don't. I don't look forward to that anyways. <laughs> 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 I changed my mind. I <laughs> changed my mind.
0: Go back to to Roast War Championship and sure. I, I want to, you know, talk about it a little bit and um, you know, Wrigler puts on a heck of a show yeah. and and it's a cool thing that he does. H- How would you guys feel coming out of Roast War Championship 4?
2: Man, it was it was my first roast and like I like when you talk about going up and like not really knowing what you're doing like I guess I was just gonna roast this guy. That's what it kinda felt like. Like yeah. I just had to browse his Facebook and Instagram and uh just see what I could target. And then like the I feel like I had a lot of uh Norm Macdonald is a uh you mm-hmm. know he's a I look up I don't know, role model. I don't yep. know what you would Little call him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Inspiration and I feel like his when he did a uh, uh Bob Saget, like kind of just like that, just like goofy, like mm-hmm. PG like the you know, flip cards so i didn't know it, i didn't know it was going to switch back and forth or whatever so like the note cards i'm like oh shit <laughs> like just holding <laughs> it back and but no nah, man i i I've, i just had a good time regardless man i just work's been busy so it was like kind of hard in a way like leading up to it to try to get good jokes or trying to work out you know a set in the head mm-hmm. and then like drive out you know because it's like two hour drive from where i live at and i had to work the next morning man but oh, wow. I, mean, I still had fun regardless and it was cool meeting people I got a new friend's request, man, from Indianapolis. All the there. <laughs> nice. That's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, I
1: enjoy it. You're right. He does put on a very good show. The cage and the, the, the showmanship, all that is really awesome. I, I enjoy roasting. Uh, and you're right. Like when I was in junior high school, high school, the school bus stop and the school bus, if you didn't come back, you're going to get eaten alive. So I literally, literally grew up. Doing that, so I was I was super comfortable, and I did write a little bit. I had I had preparation time, so I was able to, but I just didn't use any notes. And um, I told myself to make sure you don't just say a roast and let it go. Kind of show it to the crowd. Kind of be a presenter a little bit. That's why I did it that way.
0: And I do think it's different, and I because I think it's totally different than stand up because obviously it's a it's a back and forth outside of maybe dealing with a heckler at a at a at a comedy show, but. Mm-hmm you are really you've got to have some things written and obviously prepared but you also got to be able to respond and kind of go back and forth with that and that that is uh that's a whole different skill skill set
2: oh yeah i didn't know how dude my my guy was like seven years in like doing comedy man like he like he had me on the first the first one i'm like oh man there's no way i'm i'm done right here
1: but it's a little different though Uh, i think what would be a crazy challenge uh is Brad not announced the batch ups until the night of, and then you can see how off off the oh, cuff man. you are.
0: Yeah, and and, and I'll I'll be i awful. S- I said that about Sandra, man the the queen of mean, and yeah. she wrote the entire show. Right, right. I mean, I, I did remember. not stop writing, and and I told him I said you could have went overtime and called her against anybody. She had something written about everybody in that room. I said and it was just amazing watching, but I agree. Yeah just to come up and go off the cuff be would tough. be something it'd be totally different yeah,
1: it'd be tough oh, yeah, with be a be... clock on you and everything it'd be tough
0: how would
2: you how would you like conjure that up I would like look at his socks and be like oh <laughs> funny socks man <laughs> well' see I guess I I did that that's what we do <laughs>
0: and I think I think you almost got to let them go first I mean go, coming out of the gate would be tougher it's a lot easier you want to hit me now I can yeah, now yeah. I can kind of roll a little bit and yeah, come back yeah. and and I'm you know Obviously, we announced it there with Wrigler uh, on the last show, and more info to come. But uh, I heard it. I'm going to get to feel you guys' uh, pain a little bit because uh, uh, Roastomania, January 30th. I am climbing in the cage against Justin Juice yeah, Kelly from I the Juice it. in the Morning podcast, and uh, we're going to see what happens. Yeah,
1: yeah, You caught Brad off 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 guard with that one. I did. I heard it. I heard it. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> I I, w- I didn't know how he'd respond, and man, he jumped all he over loved
1: it. it he so loved uh, it. and so did uh sort of juice
0: yeah juice uh juice has been uh we've been trash talking a little bit and yeah, uh shit, it's gonna it's gonna get it's gonna get pretty hot and heavy i love my boy juice but this one I'm gonna have to put him down That's good. on. How you, <laughs> how you good.
2: feel, man? You've been doing mental push-ups, man. Oh yeah, yeah man. I've been, yeah. uh,
0: you know, I've been, I've been doing a little bit of that. You know, Facebook stalking, digging through his Facebook, yep. finding all the stuff, and, yep. nice. and uh, you know, reaching out to some people that maybe know him that maybe don't like him as much anymore, getting some dirt <laughs> yeah. that way. I'm, yeah. I'm doing my. He's digging. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna find everything I can yeah. on him. Yeah. So, does he have a MySpace still? You <laughs> <Uh-oh. laughs> look
2: that deep, man. <laughs> I, haven't,
0: I haven't got that deep yet. I don't think that old. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if he, I don't know if he was around for the MySpace uh. era. So, when you uh when you look ahead, um and talking about Roasted Alive uh Roast War Championship number 5, Roasted Alive. Mm-hmm. Perez, I'm going to you, you are up against Devon Shoemaker, man, and mm-hmm. uh I'm I'm pretty excited about this matchup. Yeah, I'm
1: mm-hmm. I'm I'm good. I've I met him actually the same night I met Calvin at an open mic at Kettle Top. Uh, we talked a little bit and I saw him at the Rose War. Um we've gone back and forth on Messenger a few times just to kind of discuss a few things, but I'm I'm good. I'm ready. I'm right. I got a few things written. I'm to put together and I'm ready for him. I'll be good.
2: You gonna climb the cage and jump off the top, man?
0: I I I might be sick. I might. I might. It'd be sick. And I and I'm excited. That is uh November twenty second, Friday night at Verns. Uh Free. No, no cover charge, man. I'm telling you. I talked about it with a regular. If you're looking for something fun to do in Indianapolis, you this is it's insane. You get in free and see the amount of comedy you can mm-hmm. see that night, and food's good, beer's cold. There's not a better place to hang out. And I have the um, the honor of being one of the judges November oh, 22nd. Wow, okay, so uh, okay. I uh, I'm ready. I and I, I'm gonna be. I'm not just gonna be judging. I'm gonna be trying to learn a thing or two because I believe Juice and I are gonna be sitting next to each other that night. So. Uh-oh we may uh there may be a little pre pre uh january 30th going on. Yeah, the way the way in (laughs) so (laughs) so i want to throw this out to you guys too because we kind of talked here a little bit about you know comedy so who was you know you talked about um some of your inspiration and being norm mcdonald who are some of those comedy heroes that you guys kind of look to
1: my all-time top of the list is eddie murphy without question um raw and delirious i could go watch those today and laugh so he he's at the top of my list um maybe a mount rushmore i would i would add i would add richard pryor dave Chappelle, and then between either uh, bernie Mac or or or, or said the entertainer i love hearing those guys but then there's a guy named. You ever heard of Jim Gaffigan? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the way he puts his stories together. Yes, yes, yes. And he doesn't even curse, and that which doesn't bother me. I don't need you to curse, but he just he's hilarious to me, man. So different types of comedy. So I like them all.
2: Yeah, man. I uh, there's this uh, this guy out of Nashville called D- uh, Dusty Slay. I like I like his stuff quite a bit, man. And uh, I don't know. I, I try to just aim towards something that I feel like is. I don't know, not really like kind of PG-ish. You know what I mean? Like not not really being political, not really going to, you know, towards things I feel like people hear often anyways, you know, kind of kind of going getting the idea of like, you know, going out and not really like kind of, you know, I don't know, man, like trying to touch base on things that people, you know, kind of overlook like scratch-off tickets or something. You know what I mean? Like and uh, you know, just have fun with it, man. I but I think there's uh, uh i mean, obviously you know, there's Theo Vaughn I like a lot, man. Big inspiration for the mullet. So, <laughs> I mean, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. And,
0: and I want to ask this because we, we talked a little bit about Eddie Murphy coming back and, and how he would be. Do you hate on those guys that have transformed themselves from, you know, raw and delirious into more of that family-friendly comedy that they've become today?
1: Oh, no, not at all. No. I, it, it, the opportunities in front of him, why would you not take it? And he has children now, so it's a little different. He did Delirious, I think he was 22. So he was a kid. Mm-hmm. And now here he is. I mean, I think he made, I don't know, the most money from the Shrek series. So no way. I totally get the progression.
0: And yeah. I think I think you just said something that a lot of comedians talk about is what legacy do you leave for yeah. those your kids to yeah. see? Yeah. You know, Yeah, you want them to see Delirious and Raw when they're the age that it's appropriate for them to see it. But... Yeah. It's also nice they can go see you in Shrek and you can share some of that. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So um, this is one of my growing up. um, Saturday Night Live was like the pinnacle for me. Um, Loved it. You know, I thought that if if I ever hit a home run and was able to become famous, being on Saturday Night Live was it. What's your guys thoughts on kind of Saturday Night Live in the past and then Saturday Night Live today?
2: man i feel like today man it's like it's hard to watch it because i feel like it's so uh politically biased that it's just like i don't know it's like things that are actually happening but they're putting like a laugh track in the background of it you know what i mean that's what kind of i don't know and to a point you know what i mean i was like okay i get it you know what i mean and like that doesn't bother me if other people are into that but it just doesn't seem like as uh entertaining anymore it's just like oh shit man i already hear this on npr <laughs> man like <laughs> I don't know something like that
1: i um i'm similar i don't watch it consistently anymore like the old days or every now and then i'll catch like a youtube of a one of the one of the skits they did or if uh somebody yeah, I, I love is hosting you know i may go check it but consistently no it's not it's not um not part of mine my...
0: yeah i don't even watch it live <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i don't rerun. <laughs> yeah and it is YouTube. i mean it, it is for me too and that but i kind of agree with what you said that you know the thing for me that I loved before was the creativity and the unique characters that they wrote. And some of the things, I mean, when I look at it today and think about all the famous Saturday Night Live movies that spawned out, you know, you talk about Wayne's World and, um, oh my. Night at the Roxbury. Night at the Uh, Roxbury. Ladies Man. Ladies Man, that's the one I was trying to think. I was getting ready to say Tim Meadows, but I couldn't couldn't get it. I don't see one right now that they would do. I mean, they might be able to shoot like a political, like, you know, parody movie. Mm But there isn't those consistent creative Mm -hmm. characters that just drive a show. And um, so for me, I I struggle with it as well. But if I can go back and watch when, you know, Farley was on there or Tim Meadows or Chris Rock or, you know, um, even back to Belushi and those guys way before. Yeah, more cocaine. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think that may be the (laughs) answer to what it is. Um, But, you know, it just it's it it's not the creative show that i think it once was and and it's too bad and and i think they actually have more freedom to say and do things today and get away with things but i think that that's hurt some of the creativity of finding a way to say it without just saying
2: it. oh yeah well you see that in like a lot of things in media man like movies are kind of have like like that somewhat hidden agenda it feels like behind of it you know and, uh, I mean, it's no big deal. I mean, it's whatever people want to watch or whatever, but it's just like, you know, Luke Skywalker had flaws. You know what I mean? And, and, like, now it's like this the new hero, you know, she's a woman, but she doesn't have any flaws at all. You know what I mean? Like, it's, like, I want a strong, independent woman, like, like from uh Sir Gordon Weaver from Aliens. <laughs> you know what I mean? It just, like, fit in the story. There was no, like, push or no, like, I guess, agenda behind the movie, it felt like. Am I, am I am I going the wrong direction? Am I going a weird I, route? I, I, <laughs> it's your no, thoughts, bro. No, bro. And,
0: but I, I will agree with this. Uh, the movie industry, to me, has, has taken a, a severe hit across the board. I mean, we're just not... We're doing a lot of sequels, and, and I, I know I'll, I'll have some people hate on me for saying this. I'm not a huge um, superheroes guy. The comic book stuff, there's some I like, but I've kind of... That's kind of been played out for me, and... It just seems like to me we're either remaking movies or yeah. it's the same storyline we've seen.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of remakes. Um, I'm not sure if it's creativity or they see the previous remake made a lot of money, so why not do it again? And I can't fault them for that either, man. No, I, I do too.
2: <laughs> I also see like to me like Arnold Schwarzenegger from like Commando was corny. You know what I mean? Like you look back at it and it's like, dude didn't he get shot and he's like killing like 80 people and just shooting around. And to me, that's the same difference between if you know if there's a woman lead that was like kicking dudes through walls and stuff it's the same type of corniness in action movies i feel like
1: well that was was around 86 or something like that it was maybe commando yeah yeah, somewhere so you gotta you gotta you gotta remember when it was made oh yeah (laughs) and
0: that's what and I, i love going back and watching you know in the halloween theme right now and and time but i love going back and watching some of those horror movies that just killed me as a kid and i go back and watch them now and i'm like what? This is ridiculous. This is kind of funny, actually. <laughs> like, kind of silly. Like Children of the Corn used to just wig me out as yeah. a kid. Now I go back. I'm like, this is dumb. <laughs> but I mean, I'm laughing. No, but yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, I don't. I'm not catching this anymore. No, you're
1: right. You're right. I'm a big 80s movies guy. Period. So that's actually part of one of my sets. Is I love the 80s movies, man. No matter how corny, there's some of them that I won't won't turn my back on, like Goonies or
0: Oh yes.
2: Weird Science
1: or Karate Kid. You know, I, yeah, those are. Classics,
2: man. man. I watched uh, the first Men in Black last night. Me and the wife did. And I came to a realization, dude, K. Tommy Lee Jones, mm-hmm. is a shitty dude, man. <laughs> like, he got Will Smith on as, like, his partner. Made him give up his whole life. You know, I mean, they deleted everything. You know, it's like, you are them. You are they. You are the Men in Black. Right? And then he's two days on the job during the movie. And then Kay's like, yeah, I don't want to be here anymore. He's like, you're my replacement. He's like, man, I just started. Like... <laughs> you're just gonna now i'm ready for the job like you're just gonna make me like make you forget everything and that's what he did and you
1: could form that into a comedy set i, I, I
2: just so. love that you just went deep thinking on yeah, men in black yeah. man that <laughs> that uh now, if my boss did that to me man i'd be like what man like you're not gonna i, I still don't know how to clock in I'm like <laughs> i don't know yeah. that
0: system yet man well i will say this when i was a uh, a student teacher and was supposed to be learning my first day of student teaching seventh grade social studies the teacher taught first period he said he was going down to the office during the passing period, and he didn't come back, and I didn't see him for six weeks. Wow! It was on me. I had a group of thirty kids. I'm like, all right, I guess I'm going to have to do guess something here. I'm so, you figure it out. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, he was kind of like you know that yeah. Tommy Lee Jones yeah. character. He yeah. just yeah. kind of disappeared on me. So, <laughs> but uh, so you know what what else when you guys are trying to come together with a with a set or work something, where do you get your inspiration from? What what do you really try to pull from?
1: I'm... Um, it might sound corny and lame i'm just general life like so i'm i might be at work i have a small little green notebook and i'll see something or think of something write it down try to elaborate later so literally just and again being 40 i talk a lot about my history my, my upbringing my parents and so i use that and make jokes out of it but currently it's just what i i might just see something and write it down
2: mm-hmm. yep that's what's up man uh I think the second go around with comedy, I, I had a career change. Kind of did more blue collar work. Got my like CDL license and whatnot. And uh, I mean, it's just like kind of in, in this weird embracing of this kind of you know line of work that I never had before prior. And uh, looking back at family history mm. and noticing things that were you know more you know I was telling you earlier like more ashamed of kind of history. And then now I'm like, "Man, you know, that's that's just, this is goofy, so this is funny now."
1: Or so, it's, or, you, or you realize everybody has <laughs> yeah, some experiences oh, like so that. It's so relatable. Yeah, 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 like humans are humans, man. So a lot of the stuff you might joke about about your past, someone's going to relate to it.
0: Yeah. And, and it's and it's funny to me even um you know, in comedy, even people that you think would never relate to what you're talking about mm-hmm they can they can get it together because you're exactly right and families are family and everybody's got you know the uncle that drinks too much and Mm -hmm. passes out at thanksgiving Mm -hmm. everybody's got the the aunt that's on her ninth or tenth husband i mean every family has that you know kind of playing out they may not want to say it. they may not want to get on stage and talk about that that's what's going on in their family Mm -hmm. but uh everybody's got that whether they admit it or not Yeah,
1: you're right or or even if uh you may say something i may not directly relate but i understand life is crazy and just yeah go with it yeah, yeah.
0: so it, do you ever have those situations where you know you you've you've written a bit whether it comes from your life family friends whatever and you've got somebody that's not real happy that you're you're sharing that bit do you try and change it enough that somebody can't pick up where it came from
1: um again you know just being five months in i haven't gotten there yet but i remember first starting out my wife was like please don't talk about me i was like uh, i won't yet but I, I gotta get to you i mean that's <laughs> just, it's, it's almost like a requirement now yeah, dude. yeah but i won't embarrass her i'll do my best not to do that
2: dude my my favorite is my in-laws love to be like oh you can use that like <laughs> you, can, you can use that you can you know write this you should be writing this down right now and i'm like, like leave me alone like, yeah. i'm trying to eat. <laughs>
0: is this real or is this gonna come
2: back to bite me well to me man it's like there a lot of them have they gotten to it's interesting now because like coming people who show up to my shows as far as family and friends they've seen my set so i'm like hey i'm doing another show at you know this this location come check it out and they're like man we've seen your you know your five minute set eight times already like (laughs) and uh so it's interesting to see you know that change or you know coming up with a new five and trying you know new stuff out but uh no, i don't care if you know my family's no host bars man mm-hmm. they, they, you know that, i'm just giving them attention you know if i call them out it mm-hmm. on facebook or something
0: <laughs> have either of you had to deal with hecklers of any kind
1: not yet uh i did an open mic once actually the one that brad was talking about in your last one um people were up front like kind of talking um so i i kind of jumped on them a little bit and brad didn't say it but i jumped on him himself because he dropped his phone and it was loud so I like picked on him a little bit, and the crowd loved it. So heckling, not necessarily, but people talking in the front row—I've uh, kind of messed with them a little bit, but not not direct.
2: Yeah, man. My only time, I only had one, you know, moment like that. But the guy kind of saved my bit because I said something about going Goodwill, and I was like, "Yeah, you know, you ever wait in line? You know, your clothes draped over your forearm, and your forearm gets itchy." And it was like dead silent in the room, and some guy was like, "Bed bugs." <laughs> and i was like hey you only get bed bugs at peddler's mall so i was able to like come out of like just this awkwardness man use it yeah oh no goodwill shoppers
0: man heck yeah but i and what you just said that always amazes me sometimes and and even even in paid you know shows my wife i've been to comedy shows and people sit right up front and spend the whole night talking to each other or on their phone and i'm like Why did you even pay to yeah, come? Yeah. Dude, the same people that probably talk at movie
2: theaters. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I
1: can't. I went to a show in Lafayette, was it last week, maybe a week before, just to kind of support some some comics. Um, and I actually got in, and the guy asked me if I wanted to do a guest set. So I said, heck, yeah. I was half prepared. It could have been better. But even when the headliner was on, they were literally at the front right by the stage. And he kept. Now, it, he picked on them because he's been doing it for 14 years. So he did it the right way. And But, like, what are you doing?
0: Yeah, have a courtesy, I, I just that—that's the same to me. I mean, I'm—I'm tight enough with my money. If I'm going to pay to come see you, I'm—I'm I'm that guy. Which I—I I mean, not in the negative way, but I'm like, make me laugh. I'm yeah, here yeah, for yeah. you. Yeah, like, I you right? I right. can sit and talk to my wife at home all yeah. night long. Yeah. I came because I wanted, wanted to laugh. Little, want to I wanted to be it. entertained. So, I just—I've never understood that about people.
1: Yeah, and I—I I, I have a, uh, I'm very big on just respecting other people and courtesy. So even if they're not doing a good job, I'll still pay attention because now I know being on that stage and seeing folks not pay attention, part of it's like, is it because of me? I'm yeah. not that funny. So I just respect the people on stage, man.
2: Man, I felt awkward one time, man. I invited this guy. I've invited a bunch of people to a show one time and a friend of mine, this guy I haven't seen since high school showed up. And uh he really enjoyed it, but he was a heckler. And... uh I would like the next couple weeks. He like showed up and was bringing friends and stuff because they enjoyed the heckling part of it. Mm. And I was like, "Damn, man! Like, I better I hope no one finds out that that guy like, <laughs> that I, I brought like, him." I had to, I, I've thought about reaching out to him and telling him, man, being like, "Dude, you can't, you can't do that." And, well, like, that's you how, give everybody um, a hard
1: time. I think his name was Anthony Johnson. He played Izell on Friday. The little crackhead. Uh-huh, uh-huh. He literally got his start from heckling. All he did was go to this comedies, uh, comedy, comedy um, stage or. Or a club in L.A., all he would do was heckle. That was his thing. So the comedy manager, whatever it was, asked him to go on stage, and it, there he is. And,
0: and that's the thing I always think, you know. And, and there are there are some that think they're really funny mm-hmm. hecklers that aren't, but there are some like what you just said that put together a set and get on stage, yeah. man. Because you're,
1: you're you may be here. better
0: than the guy that's up there. It could be or but, get up there and freeze. Yeah. Or <laughs> yeah. yeah, but you got to go do the work and yeah. do it. So. And that's what I, I've always thought was funny was that, you know, some guys, they're really good with the spotlight on somebody else sitting in the back. But mm. once you get up there, it's a whole different feeling. Different world, man. So, as you, when you're preparing for a set, how often, like, you talk about a tight five and, you know, you're getting together that tight five. How often do you vary off of that type five, whether it's the order of the jokes or, or kind of how you roll it? Are you pretty consistent every time or what What do you kind of go with?
2: Man, I felt like uh, for a good while there, for for a good moment, it was just trying out jokes, like just random, no real structure to it, just shooting them out because uh, mine, are, mine are more semi, uh, I guess more like l- one liners. It's kind of like a boom, 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 and then I'd move on to something else. And there's some common theme, but it was just for a good while, it this randomness, and then going over with friends, meeting up with people, and just being like, hey, you know, some people are like, man, that joke should be your first joke because it introduces the character. Uh, this, this joke's your funniest, so it should be at the end, and just like trying it out over and over. And you get to a point where you have like, I guess your group of jokes, and then for me, it's just like figuring out, like, all right, this would be good here because it transition. You know, I got a hair joke, hair joke, flea market, flea market, and then transitions down that way, I guess.
0: Kind of similar to yours. You got a hair joke, hair joke, yep. flea market, <laughs> Goodwill yeah, <real> exactly. shopping. <laughs> Boom,
2: out of here. Um, but I, I, I try
1: to connect um, all of my jokes to where I try to tell a story, and I try to near the end of the beginning – find some way to relate it to help me discuss the next topic i try to make it flow a little bit and a lot of times i've done a few times but i've had an actual show is come in with music and have the song be a part of my opening joke so when i'm walking on stage they hear it
2: and then i go from that so that's my kind of introduction i love that man i've been belching over here so if i like lean out i'm trying to just blow blow out the (laughs) funk (laughs) not around here My stomach, man. Subway's tearing my stomach up, man.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Subway. If you're looking for a sponsor, right here, boom.
2: (laughs) Tear your stomach up, Subway.
0: All right, so I did want to throw this out to you guys here uh, before we take off because I looked up, um, and this is, uh, I mean, you can tell it's extremely uh, well thought out because it's from WealthyGorilla.com. I have no idea what that is, but it sounds really impressive. This is the top 25 funniest stand-up comedians of all time so i want to go down the list and just see kind of where you guys are at because i i I scrolled a little bit but didn't look at all of them um but i think i've got some disagreements with some of them so number 25 was bob newhart which i think for me that is probably just a kind of throwing it out to his his longevity of doing things 24 bernie mac and i know you brought up bernie mac but to me that's Way high. I mean, he should be a lot lower in this list than twenty-four for me. I agree
2: with that. Oh my god! Cancel the website.
0: Yeah, I don't even know who's who's you <laughs> know shut more him up down. there. Shut him down. Twenty-three Red Fox from Sanford and Son. I'm mad at that. Twenty-two Norm McDonald. This was another one that I thought was could have been a lot lower on this one. Um, hmm. twenty-one Jim Carrey. And I got to be honest about that one. I I've always thought Jim Carrey was a very funny actor, a very funny um sketch player obviously from his days on In Living Color. In Living Color heck yeah. But I not a stand up that that jumps out at me. I probably honestly have never seen his stand up. Yeah. So
1: I so I can't I can't say yay or nay. I feel it, the same
2: you know. way about Robin Williams as Jim Carrey. Like I mean I I mean I liked his movies but his stand i didn't get his stand-up too much see i, I still
0: know. i still there's there's some of his stuff in stand-up that i love just because yeah. but i don't know that i'll be honest i don't know that i've sat down and watched an entire robin williams like you know, special I, don't think I have either yeah. i've watched some of his Comic-leaf youtube clips too. and yeah, things yeah. like that yeah. number 20 in this i don't know when this list was put together this may change bill cosby um, oh, yeah. which he's he's given a lot of material to stand up comedians Absolutely. now, so yeah. I don't know if you look at that as giving back to it or what. But, um, number 19, Bill Hicks, mm. number 18, Stephen Wright, number 17, Ricky Gervais, number 16, Lewis Black, number 15, Don Rickles, mm. number 14, Jim Gaffigan. I like Jim Gaffigan, which I, yeah. I that is I like, a I like good yeah. one. Thirteen, Kevin Hart.
2: Thirteen, huh? Uh, I
0: think he's. I think he's high. You mean? You mean he I, should be better? No, I think he should be. I, I think he should be farther back on the list. Bernie, I would put Bernie Mac ahead of Kevin Hart. Oh, a-
2: yeah, absolutely. I would put Bill Hicks back. I don't think. I think he's a little high, man. He was more just like statements.
1: Like, I would agree me, with that as know. well. I could be wrong. But I gotta hear who's ahead, of because Kevin Hart is good. Okay.
0: Kevin Hart to me is more of just. Shtick, I guess. No, he
1: is, I, and I. I and but I think he presents well, though. When he does his stand-up, he he uh, showmanship. I think he does I, that well. To my, to my.
0: I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Number twelve, Mitch Hedberg. Mm. Which he's awesome. very one-liner. Number eleven, Rodney Dangerfield, and I. 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 I don't know that I've seen a ton of Rodney stuff, but so I don't know where I would fall him. I know he's to some people legendary, yeah, but. Yeah number 10 bill burr and i love bill burr
1: i love bill burr also he might need to be a little higher for me i don't know I, I love hearing him
0: number nine steve martin he's another one that i've i've seen some of his stuff but i don't know that i would i'd have him in the top 10 yeah this is one that i struggle with and i'll be interested here you guys number eight is jerry seinfeld <laughs> He's another one to me that love the the series Seinfeld, one of my favorites of all time. Love it. His stand up doesn't hit for me, it, and it's it's just the to me it sounds like the same thing over and over and over again.
1: Yeah, and I, I would have to agree. I, whoever likes him, likes him. That's fine. I'm yeah, not him, but yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't rank him at all for me.
0: Yeah, I think
2: I I think he has an album. Uh, I'm telling you for the last time, It's like the only one that I really listen through all the way, but it was more like it's nostalgia. I feel like you know, what I mean, I listened to that when you know my mom showed me that CD when I was younger. But anything else, like you said, it's kind of all very similar. You know, what I mean, like yeah, it's the observation. same.
0: Yeah, observational oh, comedy. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And now I love his his show, Comedians in, in Cars Getting Coffee. Love it because I love seeing the interviews with him. Yep. Number mm-hmm. seven, Louis C K. And I'm a big Lewis C K. guy too. Okay. okay. I like him. Six is Chris Rock. Yeah. And I, I think he's a top five guy for yeah. me. But five, Eddie Murphy. I thought this was – he should have been in the top three for me. Open the website and shut it down again. <laughs> <laughs> number four, Dave Chappelle. Is – and I'll ask this. Talking about modern stand-ups, and I'm not even – Chris Rock would be out for me on that, Eddie Murphy. More 2,000 plus. Gotcha. Dave Chappelle's got to be the number one guy from this kind of era. Do we not –
2: Uh, i would agree yeah yeah i mean i i would would say so but it's interesting now because it's more of like uh i mean his stuff has always been you know his material has always been kind of i guess edgy i guess but it's interesting to see like i don't know it's his stuff seems more thought-provoking these days you know it's funny and it's a good it's a good perspective it's an interesting perspective but to me, it's more of like, man, that's that's interesting that you think, you know.
1: No, no. I, so as he's progressed, so did you see Sticks and Stones? Mm-hmm. So I've seen funnier from him. But like you said, he, his delivery and his, his perception or his view on today was awesome. But I've seen funnier.
0: I, I agree. And I think that's what's so tough for him coming back from his, his time off. Mm-hmm. He was so funny from the Dave Chappelle show to his stand-up specials. Then, and I think he grew as a person. Mm-hmm. And I think we we didn't grow we we didn't grow with him mm-hmm. like some other comedians. And then he came back. And I think it's tough sometimes to compare, you know, his early stuff to his later stuff. Yeah,
1: yeah, you're right. But I, yeah, he, but I, <laughs> I love Six and Stones. I loved it.
0: Number three, Robin Williams, and I know you just talked about Robin Williams, <laughs> but he is number three here on the list. Two, Richard Pryor. And I I struggle with this one. I, I love Richard Pryor, but he's another one and I but actually number two and number one, I think they get way more credit because number one is George Carlin. And I think George Carlin was funny, but I think Richard Pryor and George Carlin, I think, are the two and I'm sure there's somebody out there that's just gonna murder me for saying this, but huh. I think that they were doing it at a time when there wasn't competition like what Eddie Murphy saw and, um, Chappelle and all that. And I think they get more credit than what they deserve. I have
1: to vastly disagree. Really? Uh, Yeah. Richard Pryor, like I I, serious on my phone, I have a bunch of comedy albums and I'll just put it on shuffle. I've literally had my, like wiping my eyes, laughing, headed to work off some of his old stuff. Uh, Richard Pryor's my number two, man. This, this is me, but I agree with George Carlin. I just, he, he never grabbed me, but Eddie Murphy and Richard Pryor are just personal, personal favorites.
0: And I love the disagreement, man. That's yeah. why it, it just and for me, I just I don't know. And it, those two, and don't get me wrong, there are things that I think they're hilarious, and I would probably have them in my top ten. I just don't know they would always be my interchangeable one and two. And almost every list I look at, it's Carlin and Pryor, the one and the two.
2: Yeah, man, I I feel like I personally haven't really gave either one of them a shot, like you know, really looking up their stuff. Mm-hmm. But I feel like George Carlin's more like memes about being like against the government, yeah. like what I see now. You know, what I mean, like his stuff. I mean, it was that's another one I feel like it was just like, oh man, the government sucks. Like he's reminding me all this political, you know, I don't know.
1: What's that website but, called?
0: WealthyGorilla.com. I don't know how they got wealthy, but uh-huh. it is WealthyGorilla.com. Maybe from com. mentions
2: from Silly Lists,
1: yeah.
2: Bernie Mac at 25. Oh, my God. I wonder I, what they based that off of, like sales, ticket sales or something. I see th- personal opinion. Yeah, man. Yeah, I
0: think it's personal opinion. Um, oh. How many okay. of these? Is, uh, <laughs> I got to just show this because I, I, as I scrolled on, related topics. The 25 greatest white rappers in the world. I didn't know there was 25 that made great.
2: Well, you know, I, a lot of white people out well, there, it's, I suppose. It's, it's, it's their
0: website.
1: They can do what they want.
0: I, I can already tell you, through most of the, as I clicked on the 25 greatest Oh my God, white rappers, um, I don't know many of them, but 22 is Weird Al Yankovic. I didn't realize that you would put him in the white rapper category. He's more of a comedian with music. And he, rhymes. Uh, he got some rhymes i mean post malone should feel bad he's only one spot ahead of weird al so dude i went to this there's
2: this guy i went to high school with man he looks like post malone and he is not like attractive i feel like <laughs> yeah. i mean he looks just like him without all the tattoos you know like mm. that gross mustache and stuff and he doesn't seem you know not quite so, the opposite eminem's number one right yeah
0: eminem okay. is number one beastie boys too I'll, I'll go with the first two there um yellow wolf was three little dicky on there i don't that would be a good one um oh you know mac miller was four yeah, i'd, I'd yeah, have yeah, him okay. up there macklemore was six y'all you know uh beastie boys
2: were like a punk band before they went the hip-hop? more hip-hop yeah i uh, see that they're Let's pretty see. good too
0: man. no little dicky i'm not seeing that it's crazy what? Oh, eight. okay and i am a i you a rapper no,
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> that was next. I yeah. am a rapper. Machine
0: Gun Kelly number seven. That is hmm. uh,
1: his best work was just being in Bird Box.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, he was in the. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but uh, Little Dicky's uh, freestyle man on uh, Sway in the Morning. It, I know a lot of people killed him on it, but that was like ridiculous he's to ridiculous, me,
2: man.
1: I have, I have one of his albums. He's, he's actually pretty impressive to me.
0: I, and it, because he can really rhyme like yeah. yes he's making jokes of things and it's you know funny but he can really yeah, rhyme
1: yeah, yeah no he's he's actually he's he's pretty good
0: and i said that from the first thing with uh, snoop Dogg wouldn't work with you if you it, it, you couldn't actually hear
1: that song before whether going back and forth in the interview yeah. it's pretty creative man
0: and that's what when he first came out with that and i and people are like oh my gosh and i'm like i'm telling you right now he may be a white guy that's kind of joking but if he couldn't actually perform snoop dogg snoop would never do agree nope. with that agree. and then the chris brown freaky friday one's one of the funniest things i've ever heard where they've switched bodies uh, i mean that one kills me
2: i wonder what his concerts are like you think they're any good or is this like watching them walk around on stage right yeah just because you're a good rapper doesn't mean you'll have a good show yeah i, I would yeah
0: he wouldn't be a ticket i'd ever buy
1: i'd go if somebody else was like snoop or outcast yes. and he was there it'd be awesome but him yeah, yeah. headlining i don't doesn't disrespect him i don't think he has the showmanship it
2: showmanship matters man yeah. you have to have someone else with a little dicky think, yeah. see you.
0: now see i would love to see him in like a, a rap battle you know oh, i yeah. would love because he is oh, so quick oh, and yeah. off the dome and i would love to see yeah, him kind of go absolutely. back and forth with some guys yeah so i want to give you guys a chance here we're we're 50 minutes in already um had no idea we were going to talk about the 25 greatest white rappers which i (laughs) i still think that list could have been the five greatest white rappers (laughs) uh but uh uh i wanted to give you guys a chance to kind of talk about some of the stuff you got coming up you know how people can find your stuff how they can see you uh so give you guys a chance to kind of shout out your your stuff here
1: so i'm um i'm actually hosting um 1949 taverns open mic next wednesday Beach Grove. Um, and then my next actual schedule is the roast the roast battle, roast war. So uh not a lot of my docket, but again, five months in, full-time job, married with two kids. I gotta find that balance, man.
2: Yeah, man. I haven't uh there isn't much going on right now. Uh, but uh uh work's been busy, work's been crazy, but uh you can follow me on JToy1313. Wait, you follow us on Instagram, JToy1313. Uh I'm pretty much going to be doing here lately, man. It's been hitting open mics, maybe coming out to Indianapolis a couple times. You know, seeing trying some mics here. Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever work starts slowing down a little so bit, you live man. in Louisville. Yeah, yeah, oh, I okay. live in Louisville. Okay. Uh, it was only an hour drive here, man. It was it's kind of nice. Mine was longer. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, but, we're kind of like right in the middle. That's yeah, that's the only yeah, thing that helps us a little yeah. bit.
2: But uh, no, man, when I I got to go, there's a uh, pretty cool show coming up in December. Uh, to me, I feel like there's some pretty big names in my opinion that, you know some louisville locals there that are, are on this show and this you know i'm doing a uh friday uh 7 30 and the 9 30 show and uh so it's just cool to just, just see that like you know it's like damn man that's cool to see my name up there no, it with, is cool. with it that is. crew it is it and is cool. uh but yeah that's the only thing so that i got that in go in mind so i'm pretty much leading up to it just really you know crafting the the five or eight minute set maybe mm-hmm. i can get you know maybe when december comes around i have eight minutes or just
0: you know just have fun with it man that's right and it's amazing to me and and for those that you know don't know what goes into the work you guys do how much time it takes to get that five and eight minutes because people probably and i know sitting at home they're like eight minutes i could go up and kill for eight minutes like i'm funny i talk to people at work all the time they laugh like Mm. The, the amount same. of work man you guys do to get that thing ready is is unreal
1: oh man and i was super nervous when helium told me three minutes i was like three minutes oh my god it, it, <laughs> yeah. and then i think i finished early like it's not the same as just being around your buddies man oh it's yeah. not.
2: and it's interesting too because a lot of times man, my joke writing is like during lunch at work and you know i can be driving or on a forklift or something and like repeating the joke in my mm-hmm. head over and over mm-hmm. so it's like a very repetitive ordeal just to try. it for me Just to memorize Mm -hmm. the layout of the joke without, you know, taking a glance at a Mm -hmm. piece of paper.
0: So the last thing I want to leave you guys with, um, and I'm gonna lead into this with November 22nd at Vern's uh, Roast War Championship Five, Roasted Alive. Um, Mm -hmm. Come out, see us. I will be there. Juice will be there. Guest judging i'm very very excited uh you'll get the chance to see p res versus devon shoemaker um gonna be a heck of a uh, a battle i know that uh i looked at the list the other day there's some exciting uh, sponsors and prices and yeah uh losers um, some some awful awful things some yeah like sponsors yeah, this, is, this is pretty cool so uh but no man if you if you can get out get out it's a great time but this is the question I'm going to leave you guys with before we jump off here, Mr. Brad Wrigler. Um, obviously, comedian, great showman. You think? How do you think he'd fare climbing in the cage as a opponent?
1: Oh, I think he'd do just fine. Yeah, oh, yeah. Again, his showmanship alone will be big enough, and um, he's doing stand up enough to be able to, to be able to do it. I think he. I think he'd be all right.
2: Yeah, man, he seems to have, like, very good vocabulary and demeanor <laughs> of uh, his, you know, speech. You know what I mean? Even, though, like, I feel like if, uh, even if his roast isn't, like, the best roast, you're still going to, like, feel it like, oh, man, he meant, you know, he meant that to that mm. other person, you know?
0: <laughs> and he's another one that, to me, is kind of sneaky like that, but yeah. I think, man, if, if you put him in there, he'd shred some people. Oh, and that's why I wanted to see if you yeah, agreed, agree. because he's just got that kind of, yep. I'm really nice, I'm really nice, I'm really yep. nice, but... What if he starts crying? Like, what if he can't handle it (laughs) at all? Wouldn't that be awesome? Yeah. If he just ends up in the corner of the cage crying and total breakdown after hosting. That's why I'm just going to host
2: these. I'm not going (laughs) to.
0: And uh, so, yeah, so, uh, guys, if you uh, obviously on the video here, you can see their Instagram and Twitter profiles. Go out, give these guys a like, a follow um, and uh, check out what they're doing, man. This is a a great thing. And uh, we're going to get off here. Um, We're going to do a quick um, after the mics. um, We have uh, seven uh, debate topics that I'm going to throw out to these guys, and let them go back and forth. That's uncut. That's raw, Uh unedited going straight to our patreon site if you join the fan club you can get all that exclusive content right there so before we take off p jeff thank you so much i appreciate you guys being man, on Man,
2: thank you for having me yeah thanks man
1: awesome